hard. Okay, now it's going. So you don't you don't know this, but mm -hmm. this is something we initiated. I initiated on my own. Oh, I want to kick the input gain up a little bit. Yeah, it's not gonna be able to hear me. Check, 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 check. That's pretty good. I'll actually set it a little closer to you. We've got to be careful sitting stuff on the table. Because it goes kaboom. It'll, yeah, it'll make noise. But something I initiated that Joe doesn't even know about is that we, we have, we actually start the program at five minutes. We record, so there's... So you're getting some... So there's just... just yeah, know, so we're it. not... We're, so we hit the ground running. Right, so it's like shoot the breeze time. We can, we can light our cigars and don't have to worry about talking about them and telling everybody what they are until we actually... Until the timer goes off. <clears throat> And that way, because we end up shooting the breeze, and if we don't actually have a designated shoot the breeze time, then it's like, it feels like we, sure, no, we, I feel we, can't, we can't get started, you know, so. <clears throat> That's why those guys do the, uh, on those, uh, what they call the internet blood sports on YouTube right now. I it, Well, it's just they bring on controversial people mm. to debate yeah. opinions on their, what, live chats or live streams. And uh, so they... Uh, they usually have a point where they go, okay, we're live, but you hear them talking before. Yeah. So. I should get a somebody just to sit over there in that chair across, and all they say is, we're live in three, two, because wouldn't that sound Yeah, like yeah, the get the little. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but this way, we can actually have a standard that we post, and we say, the official podcast starts at five minutes in. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, and then they can skip a hit. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And, uh... That, uh, that gives me time to get my, my radio voice on. <laughs> no, I'm just jiving. Today I was listening to, what, IPR, Inter Iowa, po Iowa Public Radio. Mm -hmm. And whoever they had on there talking sounded like Alvin the Chipmunk. And their voice was terrible for, for what it was. I thought, man, this is not a radio voice. And it's so disgusting, I wanted to listen to it. Thank you. But I didn't like it. Oh. Get, get they were talking about rock, paper, scissors and gambling with lots of money with rock, paper, scissors. Some, really? Or, you know, some exceptional people or something. I think if you're going to play rock, paper, scissors, it needs to be, I actually get to throw a rock at you. You know, I actually get to paper cut you or I actually get to stab you with scissors. <laughs> because, that would be the way. <laughs> because then you really got something on the line, you know. <laughs> I think the paper would be the worst weapon. <laughs> well, if you got it between the fingers or something, you know. Oh, yeah, I got that, yeah. Now, we used to play a, a version. I'm sure there's a million versions of it, but we had a gorilla man gun, and so you had to stand back to back, and then you jump at a count of three, and you do a, a motion where you, if your hands are on your hips, you're a man. If you make a gun shape with your hand and point it at him, that's the gun. And then if you put your arms above your head, it's the gorilla. And the gorilla killed the man, the man took the gun, and the gun killed the gorilla. But I thought, the gun really wins in both cases. Yeah, it kind of does. But it, that was supposed to be what it was, yo. So it was a fun game, it was a fun version. It was harder to read the people, too. Because when oh, you're yeah. playing rock, paper, scissors, and I'm playing with my wife, I know what she's going to do by just looking in her eyes. But if I got to, you know, stand back to back and then jump on the count of three and turn around and do a motion... It's harder. I bet you could get good at it, though. You probably could. We, when I did youth ministry work, there was uh, <clears throat> we did this. Uh, it was it was a Christmas game, so it was uh, candy cane, 
snowball, uh, abominable snowman. <laughs> but you did it facing each other, so yeah. was, you still went one, two, ah, you know, one, two, snowball, or one, two, candy cane. And it was just funny because apparently the snowball breaks the candy cane, the okay. candy cane rots the snowman's teeth, and the snowman, the abominable snowman can crush the snowball. Snowballs have no Which, effect on abominable snowman. Right. Makes sense. Well, it, but the thing is, it's confusing. And that's yeah. part of the fun because yeah. did I win? Wait, does candy cane win or not? <laughs> it's like you know, because how many candy canes do you need to really rot the yeah. 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 snowman's teeth? But yeah, that's and that's what's so fun about some of the youth games. It's like, well, I don't, don't understand. Too bad we're starting. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. Zany games. Yeah, that's one. That's one of the best things about youth groups. That I I don't know. If, do these even exist anymore? They gotta exist still. I I, I you know. You know how you feel that I'm when, just old, so. when you quit something, then you think it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. All right, that's our timer. So, <clears throat> um, I have to, I think, do an official introduction here. Go like, for it. Do what uh, you got to. Welcome to Doug and Joe Talk. I'm Doug, and this is not Joe. Right. <laughs> um, this is my friend Bryce, who's sitting in for Joe today, and uh, <clears throat> so uh, in my hand, I have. Uh, one of my favorite cigars, <clears throat> um, it is an Alec Bradley Tempest, and this one actually has a bit of a box press. It's kind of one of those, what I call box pressed that's been left open for a while, so it's kind of rounded itself out a little, but um, I've never smoked this particular box press one, but I, I've smoked the Alec Bradley Tempest quite a bit, <clears throat> and so I know it's one of my favorites, and I'm sure I'm going to enjoy it. It's already lit up, and Bryce doesn't know what he has, except that it's called Rosa Cuba. And it's got a pretty lady on the sticker that goes around it. And that means it's got to be good. <laughs> no doubt. Pretty ladies make things a lot better. Life wouldn't be much without them. And uh, his is, I believe his is a mixed filler cigar, and it actually, I think it was my first daughter. That was my cigar that I gave to my friends. And uh, I, it's one that I bought and enjoyed <clears throat> and decided to hand it out when my daughter was born. It might have been my second daughter, but I can't remember. Terrible father. Oh, I know. Just joking. Just joking. <laughs> well, I know I gave the Kanoku um, out on my third daughter <clears throat> because that's like, that's just like, a f like my go-to phenomenal inexpensive cigar. And I hope they keep making them. Famous Smoke Shop is they were exclusive to them, and uh, they're backordered, which probably means they're not going to get them anymore. <clears throat> but who knows? We don't want to talk about all cigar stuff. But wanted to let everybody know what we're starting with, and and we'll update and talk about flavor. The start of mine is just it's wonderful already. I haven't even retrohaled, and it's just got a got a great light. Chocolate, baking spice. It's 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 not an infused cigar. It's just got that beautiful, well balanced, smooth, slightly oily, really good. I hope I sound smart when I say that stuff. Yeah, you do. <laughs> it's not retro hail. Who who comes up with these terms? Mm, well, cigar aficionados. You know, thousands of people do something, and then somebody decides we got to call that something when you blow the smoke back out through your nose. What can we call it that sounds really cool? That is cool. And it's like so somebody decides to call it retro hail. But, uh, so, um, the Nix the Exhale. 
Yeah. Get the retrohale. Well, yeah, because exhale just comes out your mouth, you know. Oh. Retrohale comes out your nose. Oh. And, <clears throat> which, you know, some cigars, when I retrohale, burns like hell. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, sometimes you have to be careful on the retrohale. You know, I, I suck a little in and puff it through my nose because it kind of helps with the flavor. Um. And some are real smooth and don't burn at all when I retrohale, but it's one of those things that it helps improve the flavor and, or get a more honest flavor, maybe is a better way to put it. So, you've been keeping tabs on what's going on in our world, Bryce? Oh, yeah, yeah, keeping up to date. <clears throat> Learning about all the crazy peoples and all the crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely out there. Um, so what's... Uh, so just running through my mind, the only thing this we don't we can talk about anything. That's just the fun part of this podcast. YouTube shootings kind of seemed like a big thing. Oh yeah. The Parkland shootings hanging around because it's just like a like it's a, a fart that lingers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you can't get this thing out of you. <clears throat> so, um, those are the two things I have. Anything? Anything else? Uh. Those those are great things to talk about, I'm sure. You know, I I can't stand the face of that David Hogg kid. He just kills me. It's like, what? Get out of here. You're such a rude little jerk. Well, you know. yeah. But, I mean, he is a teen. I yeah. So when I, when I was 17, yeah. I was the smartest man on the earth. Yeah, and so is, so so he thinks he so, is, you know. So, um the, the the double standards, the hypocrisy and stuff is... The thing that gets me, and and apparently maybe this post postmodern I don't know what you're supposed to call them now, but apparently teens the inconsistency doesn't bother them at all. No, it's just it's just you know this is my value system. It's right because I'm me and I'm an individual and I have the right to my opinion and anything that doesn't disagree with me is stupid. Which that's you know and I I don't know my value system says if that's how you live you're a jerk. For sure. Now, maybe his value system doesn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they, their brains aren't even fully developed yet, so you got to, I suppose, give them that. And they're also indoctrinated by Marxist mm-hmm. teachers, a lot of them, so. You know, I hate to say that, because I, I know some good Christian people that are out there in the public schools that have really been trying to make a go of it because they care about kids. But I, but I do think that it it is it is a system that is um, grossly politically overrun and almost for those who may not agree with the system they're kind of forced to agree to the system in many ways well i would say so <clears throat> yeah they're signifiers you got to say certain things and be certain ways and disagree that hate speech and free speech are really the same thing and you know that's uh, that's <clears throat> unfortunate that we that we've got a country that might be led by people like that yeah. In fact, a little scary. A little bit. You know, I wonder... I don't know. It, it, there's part of me that thinks that the the group of people that would follow somebody like Hogg or that would follow the real extreme leftists, that that group is, is small. Um, but they're loud and they're irritating. Sure. And I don't know that I, I can get over the fact that they're irritating. Hmm. Um, the fact that they're loud, I guess... That's okay. That's what free speech means. There are going to be loud people that I don't like, that I disagree with in the public sphere. Right. Because I, because that's that's what happens when there's free speech. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Well, and I agree. 
we should be able to say it and also disagree. The trouble that we're having with these younger folks, though, is that they don't, they don't want to argue because they've already discounted your argument. And that's where I would say we're running into some authoritarian future. You know, I was born in a free country and I might die in a dictatorship. Yeah, I wonder, and I, I wonder, just because I, I think about this stuff, and sometimes this isn't interesting, and, and, and the nice thing is we don't have to care what's interesting to our listeners yet until we get more than one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at some point we might have to care what our listeners think, but at this point it doesn't matter. I wonder what caused that. Like, was was there some kind of authoritarian structure that raised the young people today that made them who they are like i was like, what made them who they are you know <clears throat> is it a lack of values or a particular type of values or is it can you completely blame it on culture i know you can kind of blame it on the lack of parents or maybe the lack of fathers i, I would agree with that can you blame it on culture too culture saying you know you don't you don't have to i don't know you don't have to do what your dad says you don't have to you don't have to do what the man says. You don't have to do what the law says. You don't have to do what the government says. I mean, I'm kind of a little bit that way. Well, and I would agree that I am too. But, I, you know, as a, as a kid, you watch movies, and the parents are always the, the schmucks, don't know what's going on, and the kids know. <laughs> typically, with those kid movies. And uh, so there's that part of... You, know, you, you get used to believing in a certain way because of the media that you intake. I'm going to take my bottle, and I'm going to sit on the floor. Well, you take your ashtray, put it on the floor. I'm going to check my volume. That way, if you tap it, we're not. I'm going to tap my phone and make a lot of noise here, probably, or something. Okay, so we're recording. It's good. So, I think it's loud enough. It's all, It always makes it sound really professional if we... If we do this, is it going back to the recorder? It doesn't matter if it does. I think it's recording. Let's hope so. If it isn't, it doesn't matter because we've only got like six episodes up right now. So I think we're good. Um, <clears throat> I should I should say we don't have an official introduction yet, but we've been Joe and I talked about it. It's going to be something like you know, welcome to Doug and Joe Talk, the the least listened to, lowest produced podcast in America, or something crazy like that. <laughs> Sounds good. I don't know, you know, but uh, but we always do, uh, almost always enjoy a cigar. I don't I don't necessarily want to lock us into that, but it's up on the website. Well, if you have to do it a couple times a day in the future, you don't want to do that. <laughs> that would be pretty rough. I don't think I could handle. I'm I'm kind of a lightweight. I I would confess publicly when it comes to cigars, I like the flavor. A lot to be there, to be, oh, yeah, it's good, it's there, I can, full-flavored, but medium-bodied. Like, if it's got too much nicotine, it's like, uh, okay, cut the podcast short, I'm going inside. <laughs> My face is numb. Yeah. <clears throat> so, but yeah, so, the fact that all these kids are doing is basically shouting and complaining. Mm-hmm. And saying, we're going to get you if you don't agree with us. Well, yeah. Well, a lot of what, what I heard, though, is things that uh, are outright lies in the accusations where they say, oh, if you had the blood spattered on your face, you wouldn't care, and all you care about is money. You say, really? 
I'm sure that uh, not too many of us would agree with that. And we're not sociopaths, those of us who would like to have guns. Most of the NRA folks are probably pretty upright citizens. Yeah. <clears throat> you know. But there is a zeitgeist that's, you know, that is the anti-gun mindset. That guns are the worst thing ever. And that people are inherently good. And I think that's a problem because we all have evil inside of us. And so if we can't acknowledge that, you know, the... the the idea is that if you take away all the the dangerous things, that you would uh, essentially eradicate evil from your society. But you know, some of those kids with cars are more dangerous than than guns in the hands of adults. Yeah, that's crazy. I was crazy one man when I had a when I had a car. Most of the time with a car, though, I was dangerous to myself. I was driving on rock roads where there weren't very much traffic, but, you know. <laughs> driving 90 miles an hour on washboard roads? Yeah, probably 70. I probably probably couldn't get up to 90 because the roads, I mean, I would have probably gone off the road. But 70 I could handle pretty good. Yeah. There was a straightaway. I don't know what it was, a couple miles at least, straightaway of rock. So I could drive, like, 10 miles to work or 2 miles on gravel and then another mile. So like this big loop I had to go around, and so I just, I'd get on the gravel, and I knew it like the back of my hand. I'd been on the road a hundred times on the bus. I'd driven on it a hundred, you know, and I just got on the road and hit it. And it was straight, except for in the the vertical plane, there were <laughs> some hills. Sure, but, sure. but otherwise, right and left, it was completely straight, you know. <clears throat> Raccoon never ran out in front of me, or I'd probably be dead today, so. Well, thank the Lord for that. <clears throat> So, I, I'm remembering, um, I'm trying to do three cigar three cigar updates, and this will probably be a, at least an hour cigar, if not, a, probably a little longer. Remember this being a slow burner. <clears throat> Seems so, yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, so, uh, you know, I don't know where we are on time, but it's, uh, I'd say that's, if, I'm, if we're only, if we're ten minutes in, ten, twenty, thirty, forty, yeah, I've got a good hour on this one. Yours is half gone. Yeah, it was because I'm a smoker. Well, that's true. Cigar you're a cigarette smoker. Yeah, so I just smoke the thing like a cigarette. <laughs> so by the end of this, I'll sound like George Burns. That's my hope, anyway. <laughs> yeah. That guy so, was funny. With, so when you smoke that compared to what you would normally smoke, can you can you feel or sense a difference, taste, feel, anything? Well, sure, a little bit. Yeah, but I do smoke uh, roll-your-owns, and I don't have a filter, so it's not that far off. Okay. <clears throat> from what I normally do. It's just a lot more of it. So I can, uh, you know, keep smoking and keep smoking and not have to roll one. So with all due respect to the kids who lost friends and are shouting their heads off kind of insanely, <clears throat> um, what what would be a... Okay, let, let me... I was going to say what would be a good solution or a good help or a good fix but but, but, but wait I want, I want to back off and not actually say I want to say what is a solution I don't want to put the good qualifier on it sure what is a solution that could potentially logically fix the problem they want to fix <clears throat> or rather the problem the, the shooting not the problem they want to fix because there is no problem they want to fix but. right well I would say well I mean wasn't it that people had guns in their cars in the 1950s and we're going to school with those guns, and there weren't a whole lot of shootings, I suppose, or else we would probably know about it. And, uh, you know, that... Can, can I interject? Sure. 
1983, I took a 16-gauge shotgun to school on the school bus, went straight into the office, and I said, hey, this is for my presentation today. Since it's a gun, I thought I'd want to show you it's unloaded, and I'm happy to leave it here until my presentation, if you'd like me to. And they said, well, sure, and they kept it, and I came down during a couple minutes before my presentation, got it, took it up to the classroom, did my presentation, took it back to the office, everything was fine. Sure. <laughs> you know, and this is most, you know, this is small town Iowa. <clears throat> right. And that was 82, 83. Yeah. Well, I would say that, you know, back in those times, you know, people were probably a little more wholesome and moral. <clears throat> the family unit wasn't completely decimated at that point, and, uh... So it probably has to do with, you know, being Christians and having your your priorities straight and having your family intact that had a, a greater effect on what people were doing than what we have now today. Because I think a lot of the fellows that shot or these shoot, you know, that were shooting these schools up usually had uh, problems with their homes. They didn't have fathers that were present in their lives. Uh, a lot of them. And so I would say that that's a big contributor. Also, too, if you believe that you came from the soup up, you know, you might not really regard life as this really sacred thing. Yeah, uh, that could be. Or or even then, if you, if you do, the only I, I, it seems like logically the only reason you have to be moral is to make yourself better. And then it's just, it's just about you bettering the other person. Sure. Well, and virtue signaling is... <clears throat> No, something that's very uh, rife on the left, I suppose. It's <laughs> look at how good I am. Well, yeah, I remember so. it's been a, yeah, Parkland's been hanging around. This this new YouTube shooting is new, but but let's. But I remember I mentioned to Joe. I said one of the solutions. What was a few weeks back when we when we talked? Don't have don't have public school anymore. <clears throat> sure. Well, I would agree that the public schools have failed us time and time again. I mean, you know, if, I, if I'm ever sold on I'm stupid, it's because I went to public school. If I'm told that I'm smart, it's because I was homeschooled for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, yeah, it does It does seem like the public education, and that's another topic altogether, is it's gone. But, but if I offered that as a solution, I wonder how many people would say, that's ridiculous. Well, you'd have to go back to mothers being in the homes. And that's something that the society will not... Tolerate probably, you know, and also the bankers wouldn't want that either because they're getting twice the money from when they started taxing the ladies, because that's what the women's rights was really all about in the beginning. Because uh, you know, a couple of bankers were thinking, hmm, these ladies aren't getting taxed. Let's get more money, and let's get their kids early into public schools. Well, when it came to suffrage, though, and this is an interesting historical fact I learned recently that I didn't know, some women didn't want to vote. Yeah. Because if you voted, that meant you had to be on the fire brigade. Yeah, you'd go draft. Yeah, yeah, you had, had to go vote. to the draft, and it's like, <laughs> it's like, oh, wait a minute, I want to home take care of the kids. You know, it's like... <laughs> well, and that's a, that's a smart way to be. Yeah, it's like... That's risk assessment, that's one thing that the men are more risky, and the ladies are a little bit more... Oh, how dare you say that? I know I'm a bad guy for saying it. <laughs> But there are, <laughs> there are inherent differences you know, if with I exceptions. To if I try to take care of my wife, my wife says, back off. Okay, I'll back off. I'm not, like, forcing her to be taken care of by me. Sure. You know, it's like, I'm like, 
she she wants me to work hard so she can be home with the kids most of the time. She does some, you know, she's a massage therapist. She does massage sometimes, but she stays home and takes care of the kids and in our house. She likes that. <clears throat> you know, it's, I'm not forcing her. She didn't vote for who I voted for. Sure. So, uh, <clears throat> but what if she had? If she had, then she wouldn't, and it couldn't have been because she was a free agent. No, voting for it was because you bullied right, her, like the news her. folks say, <laughs> or like Hillary said, I suppose. Yeah, she was Hillary saying who? that lady, that ugly hag that hangs oh. out and talks about why she lost all the time and blames it on everybody else. Oh, you're talking about the one that didn't become president? <laughs> yeah, I kind of forgot. Yeah, Clinton. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Sorry, I just about forgot about now, her. <laughs> now you got to know something. This was just I, I'm a kind of a one of those. Superstitious folks. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm in a name. In the name, what's in a name? You know. So Hillary is a hilarious thing, or a joy and a laughter. You oh, laugh. Okay. And Clinton mm -hmm. is a town on a cliff. And so I was thinking, <laughs> I'm glad we got Donald, which is king, and then Trump, which is the highest card that you can play. <laughs> so you know. Yeah, <laughs> Just, hilarious what, town on a what's cliff. A, what's in a name? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Wow. I'm gonna use. I'm gonna use that and. If I get rich, I might give you a percentage. And if I don't get rich, though, I'm not going to give you anything. That's fine. <laughs> I already tried to patent the you know, McChicken cakes, you know, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> One day they're going to make pancakes with chicken in McDonald's well, and call them McChicken cakes. I don't tell very many jokes on the podcast, but I should. It should be a part because I love jokes so much. I've actually considered changing my last name to Y-U-S-S. Yes. Because then my full name will be Douglas Eugenius. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. And, of course, if we have another daughter, I'll name her Hillary. Because won't that be hillary Yes, that, that would be good. That would be good. <laughs> that's, just, that's great. Genius. <laughs> so I was... Um, so I was back in that idea of the superstition thing, right? Yeah. So this is something that's wild. Okay. So according to some of the, I think the Hadiths, how Muhammad died was from a Jewess, from a female Jew who poisoned him with a lamb. And this is only funny because the irony here, because he wanted to die in battle. He didn't die in battle in a glorious, you know, fight. He died from a woman who he probably didn't really regard in too high a grade. And then he died from a lamb. <laughs> And, and that's just really funny. I go, what the heck? Maybe God has a sense of humor. Yeah, that's a... So, you know, <clears throat> wild stuff. Wild stuff. Muhammad. Prince Gautama? I don't know. You know I think that was his name or something. Maybe, maybe. So. But I can Muhammad pissed me upon him, you know. I don't care for the guy. So. I'll get, so, I'll get in trouble for that, but... Yeah. It's like, you couldn't, you couldn't actually speak honestly and... and you know, I, oh, first of all, what if I'm? What if I made a mistake? What if I said something that I didn't actually mean to say? Well, at that point, I could retract it. But even then, sometimes when you say it, there's like there's like no retracting it. They're just like if I just said, oh, you know, I'm just I'm not sure black people are smart as white people. Oh my gosh! And I say, no, I, that's not exactly what I meant. You're misunderstanding me. Like, oh, you're right. and it doesn't matter at that point. 
Yeah, you're in trouble. You're screwed. You're yeah, already, it's, it's over. You're already a racist. I'm like, no, no, what, what I meant was, I think uh, black people are smarter than Mexicans, but not <laughs> smarter than Asians. You know, it's like... Oh, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> not smarter than Asians. But, you know, the, the thing is, you can't even talk about shit anymore. It's what if true. somebody actually believes that? What if some kid was raised by a piece of shit father and got up thinking, you know... Jews and specks are horrible. Sure. You know, maybe I, I, you know, I'm not even getting trouble for saying, but what if they were brought up that way? They can't even talk about it. So if that's ingrained in them by their father, they can't even say, well, I don't, I don't like Mexicans. And all, all that happens is you're a racist. Nobody talks about, why, why don't you like Mexicans? I don't, I don't know, my dad, I don't know, my dad was telling me Mexicans or, you know, this or that or whatever. I mean, I had those conversations with, you know, with, very with spoken. people when I was growing up because sure. nobody you know <laughs> you know nobody beat you down with their words when you'd say something like that sure no well, is it are black people really lazier than white people how many black people have you met well there were two in my high school I liked them they were pretty awesome <laughs> sure. you know it's like <laughs> you know it's like you can't even talk about it and and it gets to the point where I, I feel like culture sometimes maybe even school. You know, when I think of teenagers in school, I sort of think of culture. That's that's not completely accurate, but you know what I mean? Sure. And it's like a kid... Um, who's up on the porch? I don't know. Hurt somebody. Um, but, like, a kid couldn't couldn't bring up a topic and talk about, like... Like, you couldn't... In church, you couldn't talk... You couldn't talk much about sex. It's like, you don't have sex till you're married. It's about all... Sure, you, sure. You couldn't talk about sex when I was really, really... Little. That changed as I got older. You know, you couldn't talk about things that were faux pas. You couldn't talk about masturbation. You couldn't talk about homosexuality. If a kid had homosexual tendencies, he couldn't talk about it and get help even. Or, sure. Because I would believe he would need help, even though some people wouldn't necessarily believe that. <clears throat> and uh, But I feel like, did that somehow like get into culture? It's like now you can't even talk about if there are significant differences in, in, in races or not. You can't, we couldn't even discuss it. <clears throat> sure. Well, and there is a conversation that is taking place, a lot of it on the YouTube, actually, where there are fellows who call themselves race realists, and they're looking at, uh, you know, statistics, mm -hmm. and saying, well, in these cultures in the Middle East, the average IQ is around, what, you know, in the 80s or something, and I, I don't know the exact uh -huh. uh, statistics, but they say, in, in a, you know, for a culture to survive... And thrive, you need to have around ninety-five percent in the IQ range for in order for the society to succeed. You want to have that as your average, and of course, it's an average. So there's going to be geniuses and you know dunces uh, to make the average. But you know, if if you've got a high IQ that's average, you're going to be more successful. And these race realists are the guys who are probably going to become you know, white nationalists or whatever. And, you know, these fellows like Richard Spencer mm -hmm. or, you know, there's others that are into that idea where they want... And, and I feel, you know, somewhat some sympathy for <clears throat> their ideas only because it has become such a, a divide in the country where people will say, well, this is... What trends? This is what's trending. I mean, world star hip-hop, where you watch these guys <laughs> picking on an old white lady and, you know, using all these racial slurs. 
against this old white lady and beating up, you know, basically torturing her or whatever at a bus stop in Chicago. And you go, hmm, well, I would understand how the left is wanting to say, no, not all folks. And the right is saying, no, we're done with this and it's obvious. And so, you know, as me as a person, I, I would have to still find myself in the middle that, you know, there is something to be said that, yeah, higher testosterone in, in folks that are of the Negroid race. Yeah, but I'm still of a, the opinion that is we're the, we're the human race. Yeah. And so... And, <clears throat> yeah, and I, I think, I do think some of, some of, left has gone so far left that they, they have pushed some people to the extreme on the right. Mm-hmm. And what, and what happens is, I think even as someone who would, would probably label myself a libertarian conservative, um, you know, I would say I've got to be careful to not consider everybody, like there are a lot of classical liberals that I would agree with a lot on. Sure. Um, but if I look at anyone that's a Democrat and say they're all leftists, then I'm, I'm going to miss out on learning, first of all, but, even, but understanding some of the things that the classical liberals were, where we would agree. And there's this, this polarization really causes problems. I can't learn. They can't learn. We can't, we can't find any common ground when we only look at the, the, the polar sides. But I can, you know, I can see why it's happened, why we've become tribal, why it's, why it's happened this way. For um, sure. But it's, you know, I just want people to be able to <clears throat> realistically talk about stuff and come up with, come up with solutions and, you know... I, and this is something you know. I feel like it's public when I'm when I'm being recorded, but I have to be honest. It's really hard for me to be around retarded people. Sure. And some people are can just are fine, just act completely normal around. And I'm like, it's really hard when I when I did youth work mm-hmm. and stuff. You know, occasionally you, you can't help it. You're gonna there's gonna be a mentally disabled kid. They'll come in some worse than others. Sure. Some kind of socially struggling and some really bad off. And it's like, I get really nervous. It's hard to handle myself, you know, because I'm trying to be in control, help the group, you know, do certain things. And really hard for me to deal with that. <clears throat> but I want people to be treated as human beings, everybody. Sure. <clears throat> you know, and I don't care, you know, if there's a job and I need somebody <coughs> that can process certain numbers and that mentally disabled person can't do it, then I'm going to have to hire someone else. Not because I'm being mean to the mentally disabled person. Sure. It's because it's not a job they can do. No, I feel that. And it would be the same way if it was a woman or a minority. Mm -hmm. It would be the same thing. Can you do the job or not? And that's where I think the free market is, is pretty moral. Well, the meritocracy makes sense. Yeah. Yep. To be a diversity hire would probably be demeaning. You know, <clears throat> they only hire me at places because I'm autistic, and that's you know that's what I get. Oh. But I at least can acknowledge that. I get by. Well, uh, I didn't know that. I'm just jiving. Okay, I didn't know. <laughs> Make sure you do something like wink, so I know when you're lying. Oh right, people. right. Well, no. <laughs> when, when it comes to some people and they. They have allergies, and I put that in air quotes, and they, they have these things, or I'm this way. Oftentimes, I feel that it's something that uh, isn't always true. Uh, you know, i got to be honest. There's times where people have said, oh, I'm allergic to all these different things. And I, 
I have a hard time believing it. I mean, maybe it's true. I at least will honor and respect them if they say, I can't be around onions when you're cooking them because I'm allergic. <clears throat> and I really think that, well, I think you don't like onions, but I'll at least honor that. Yeah, and that's and the thing is, you have the freedom, depending on where you are, if you're in your home, you have the freedom to say, um, no, go sit in your car. I'm going to cook some onions. Sure. And I would probably say that's morally wrong. You, that's kind of mean. You shouldn't do that. But, again, it's your home. I, so, really, I don't know that I believe it's morally wrong. I just think it's a little mean. Sure. Well, and uh, to, <clears throat> to be hospitable to somebody, mm-hmm. if they're coming over to my domain and they yeah. want to... You'd be kind and be a But host. I don't think there should be a law that says you can't cook onions when somebody's around that's allergic to the smell of onions. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should have the freedom to be a douchebag if you want to. Sure. <laughs> well, and I feel that too. I mean, especially with free speech. Because, you know, there's there's laws in Canada that you can't speak out or say negative things about Islam, but I'm sure that you can use Jesus Christ as a curse word and no one's going to bat an eye. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's where I feel free speech is a very important thing that they're losing. And, I mean, Britain, they don't have it. There's old ladies who are getting arrested for posting online their grievances about Islam or immigrants. And to say that you can't say that because it's mean is really... I think it's a dangerous uh, precipice that we're coming upon. You know, as far as England and as far as the Canadians go, they're in trouble. Because they're going to be forced to, you know, lie, essentially. Mm-hmm. And, and we still have freedom of speech in this country. Whereas, I mean, there are things where you could get in trouble at your job if you say something on the social media posts that are not, not uh, you know, <clears throat> the most gracious things. Or you make a joke and you can get fired from your job. So there is a little bit of... That uh, authoritarianism that's coming into play here in our states, but well, and here's for the most part, you don't get tried by the government. Yeah, and, and here's the here's the thing, uh, you know, those places that say they, they want to be more diverse, it's like that's not true. You don't want to hire people to think rape is okay. Sure. So you really don't want to be diverse. You you <laughs> yeah. need more people that think rape's okay. You need more people that think it's okay to steal from your business. Sure. You need more people that. <laughs> They think it's okay to not come to work but still get paid. You know, they're not really being that Well, I would, I would agree. Mm. I mean, did, did, have you heard about the fellow, the Count Dankula guy, who got in trouble for a joke no. in Scotland? He's, no, I don't know He that. might go to prison for, or maybe jail, I don't know what they got. Okay. He'd go into the clink. Okay. For a, uh, he taught his dog as a joke. And he, pre- he prefaced... Oh, maybe I did, but go ahead. He prefaced the joke with... My girlfriend thinks this pug is adorable and the most adorable thing, and she's always lauding and praising it at how cute it is. And so I wanted to annoy her by making it the least cute thing ever, and that's a Nazi. And so he taught the dog to sick Heil, which is a tasteless joke that I laughed at. Sorry, everybody. You know, I I thought it was kind of a humorous video, but he got in trouble with the Scottish authorities. Wow. And he's been, you know, drugged through the court system for, I think, around two years now. And he might be sentenced soon. 
And that's something where... Can he seek asylum in America? <laughs> he should. Yeah, he should, and I think, you know, he'd have, we'd have open arms for a guy who, who made a joke, and it was a joke, and there were a few people who were Jewish that defended him. Yeah. Although there were some people that were Jewish that said that's just, just not okay. Because he did say things such as gas the Jews to the dog and the dog would wake up out of a deep sleep and, and it has those that pug face that, with the blank eyes and it's what well, well, you know. It was, it was <laughs> did fun. he actually do a salute? Is that what he did? Well, the, the dog, he taught it basically the handshake <clears throat> thing where they put the paw up and so, okay. you know, that it was he'd say Sig Heil and the dog would put its paw oh, up. Okay, got it. I'm sure get a treat. And, you know, he put it in front of his computer in one of the scenes where it's he's watching a, a Hitler speech, you know. The dog's watching a Hitler speech, and, and you know it's funny. You go, oh, that's that's, that's really retarded, and you know that's why, you know, we got to have free speech in a country because he, it's a joke, and he's gonna go to he might go to jail over it, yeah. and that's really ridiculous. And you know, I would hope that the Westerners would wake up because even if you're on the um, on the left and you don't like a joke about a black person, or you don't like a joke about a homosexual, or even a joke about a Christian. There's going to come a day, if we implement these authoritarian laws, where your jokes that were couth are not going to be couth anymore. Yeah. And what if, you get a, what if you get a Christian into office that says, if you use the Lord's name in vain, you're going to jail. You know, or you're going to get fined you know, $500 and then possibly go to prison because it's hate crime or something. Yeah. You know, would would people want that? And there's so many people that use it so loosely that they might slip up and end up paying a fine or going before a tribunal and in trouble. And so those are the things that I would say people should wake up to why freedom of speech is one of the best things ever. Because I don't want to suppress... If people don't want to respect my God, Jesus, if they don't want to respect him and they want to use his name in vain... I don't want them going to prison for it. I don't. There's no, I mean, I don't like it. It makes me offended in some ways. I, I, it makes me cringe a little bit if I hear people use that, that term as a curse word. But I don't want them going to prison over it. And, uh, you know, I don't want a man to go to prison for drawing a Muhammad cartoon. You know what I mean? Christianity has been battered around so much in this country that if you did get an authoritarian theological super genius who says, oh, I'm going to just make it that you can't, you're going to make blasphemy. I'm going to make blasphemy laws. That would be a bad thing. And I don't, would, I wouldn't want that. Even though I would maybe even agree that, yeah, it's, it's an offensive term. It's an offensive thing to say. But I, do, I wouldn't wish for people to go to prison over it. Uh, you know, especially as a Christian, we're supposed to say, well, God is your judge. And he will judge you in in eternity. Whereas you know me here on earth, I'm not gonna not gonna throw you in the clink. Well, I, I you know, I I think that the thing that I that's been rolling around in my brain ever since somebody told me that Robbie Zacharias said it was that um, in America we have the, the 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 way to approach laws is we have the freedom to be wrong. Sure. And so to a certain, and I'd never heard anybody say that, so that's just constantly playing in my mind. I have the freedom to be a jerk, I have the freedom to be rude. But there are some things that then you start to say, well, then why don't I have the freedom to do anything? 
Because at some point, my whenever my freedom runs into you, sure, runs into your right. But then we have to understand what a right is. But if I if my freedom to stab you takes away your right to life, then there should probably be some law or some some kind of justice system in place that incentivizes me not to stab you. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> Only because it's me. But yeah. But I feel you there. And of course, laws laws exist for a good reason. There are some things that we've got so backwards in this country, though, that you know, if you were to start being reasonable, we would have to change a lot of what's going on here. You know, I mean, it's, it's one of those things too when people are on the uh, the no more guns, don't don't have guns. If we get rid of the guns, we'll have a lot less deaths of children. And say, well. There's a lot of ladies killing their babies all the time. And you know what? Hitler, he killed six million. But the ladies in this country over the last couple decades, well, last, uh, you know, six decades or whatever, we've got, like, what, 53 million? We're doing great if we want to kill. You know, and so that's the thing we're saying. So Hitler, six million. Feminism, 53 million. See, I wanted to... I wanted to try to get some doctors together and see if what 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 are what's the laws 21 21 weeks when's the maximum yeah i think it's around 20 weeks is what they're around but so I, like like 20 weeks would maybe be legal let's just assume that for sure, sure. 20 week abortion would be legal so 20 weeks that's what 100 that's you know it's quite a while okay it, whatever it is whatever that line is they say up to that line you can have legally you can have an abortion in the United States so what I wanted to do is I want to get a bunch of doctors together and say listen what we need to do is we need to not we need to get these women together and we need to have um, uh, a feed the world campaign to where we make sure all these babies are aborted legally but salvage them and then process them so that we can get high-protein food to some of the starving countries where people don't have enough to eat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Soylent Green program. I like this. Because they're not, because they're not live or whatever. <laughs> so Right, right. Just bags of meat with little bones in them. Yeah. And, in fact, we should just encourage women. We could just have this, 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 this feeding... These there's these feeding systems where women just keep getting pregnant and coming in at, at 19 weeks and boom. Sure, and then you can make your blood potions and stuff for your face creams and all that time. That's great. Right. And yeah, I mean that's taking it to the logical conclusion. Yeah, you know, I I feel that you know I mean there's been times where I've thought of the logical conclusions of if if anything goes and we're just the we're the moral arbiters in this world, then incest is cool. And if you have a kid, you just kill it. And, you know, all these things that we think are not okay are probably just fine. Because, you know, it doesn't matter. It's we get to decide what's right or wrong. Is it? But then the atheists will stand up and say, oh, that's crazy. Say, well, I'm just taking it to a logical conclusion. Right. And, and I, I, Might makes right is what it is when you think that my life over this baby's life, it's a might makes right principle. Well, and honest, the thing is, I really think, because of, uh, probably because of science, I'm not a huge fan of science all the time, but because of advancement in medical science, I don't think there are too many, too many people that will say, that's not a human life. 
Sure. The, the, even, even though they'll say, I can abort it, they won't say it's not a human life. You right. get a, one of those 3D ultrasounds, it's like, that's it's not a It's sucking life. its thumb. <laughs> oh, <life>. no. <laughs> well, and that's why they call it fetus. You know, and that's the, the controlled language, too, because they don't like to hear that it's a baby anymore. So, what did the two unborn babies say when they were hungry? What? Fetus! Oh, no! <laughs> Sorry, that one's really bad. I don't have a follow-up. I didn't have a follow-up for that one. Because I think you're supposed to... You can you can build. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you tell the bad one. It's like the bad wine. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. You're supposed to do the good wine first and then the bad wine. But that happens. Life happens. Yeah. But not by accident. Right. So, there was something in my brain I was thinking that maybe you could TLC. I've got to back up in my in our thought process and see if I can figure it out. Or I was hoping I could learn something, and now I can't remember what it was. That's um, a terrible place to be. Mm, uh, can't remember. If I, if I can't think of it, for the sake of the recording, I'll jump to something else. But uh, We could always you know, talk yeah, about that YouTube shooting. We that could, was... and we should. Let's go there after I do an update, because I'm past a third... On my cigar. Yeah. So I need to do, because we need to, we, I might even set an alarm for cigar updates too, that would be fun. But usually we just go by the ash. And look at that, that's like. Yeah, you're doing two. well, you haven't even, you know, pop, what, what, what do we call it? Is there a term for ashing your cigar? Um, actually, uh, on a long, on a premium cigar, yours was actually a mixed filler, so uh, the ash will tend to fall off sooner. But mm. this is full leaf, so the ash will get long, and that's one of the, kind of the signs of ooze doesn't really mean is it a good cigar but because it's full leaves so the ash won't fall off because yeah. it's and so i got a good two inches of of ash here yeah you could go on a bike ride with that in your mouth and no, still i think be... i could <laughs> <laughs> so um this is really consistent there's not been any any transitions um it's it's just what i was expecting what i had before which it's it's got the kind of a a light chocolate sort of baking spice, a light puffing through the nose kind of brings out some of that bready, sweet bready um, taste. There's a little bit of a, I mean, just a hint. It's like a, there's like a bitter earth or it might, you might even call it a bitter chocolate. It's hard to, not sure to identify it, but particularly on the, uh, on the finish, um, which is which is good. It's and bitter isn't isn't always a isn't always a bad thing. Sometimes in cigars there can be a tobacco bitter that I don't like, but this is more like a more like a chocolate bitter. And uh, but it's been the same all the way down. It's burning great. I think I got a perfect light, and the burn is not razor sharp, but darn close. Um, I can say that my humidor has been just a hint. Dry. I've probably been running at 60% instead of 65 And see that tear on the wrapper? I do. I'm not going to blame the cigar on that. I'm going to say my humidor... It's your fault. ...got a hair dry. <clears throat> I wasn't keeping it up. But 60 is not horrible, you know. So uh, I, I, it's still smoking fine. And so that's the cigar update on the Alec Bradley Tempest. And I want to give... Uh, don't don't feel it, it, you know I I smoke cigars I like to talk about them I listen to other people talk about them so when I try to say what other people say and then I sound smart yeah yeah parrots. <laughs> parrots are good but um but in as much as whatever you know about what you smoked give an update on your Rosa Cuba that is now gone yours is completely gone and I've only got two inches down so I destroyed that thing and <laughs> yeah. it was good okay yeah it was all right 
This is smoke. It smoked. That's what it was supposed to do. Do you identify tastes at all? Nope. It's okay. just it's just tobacco. Okay. There's some that are gross, and that one wasn't. So. Okay. Well, there you go. It's a lot better than a tailor-made Camel cigarette. No offense, Mr. Joe Camel, <laughs> but. <clears throat> all right. Well, let me let me give a, a touch of what I remember. Okay. Okay. I remember it having um, uh, just a hint of sweet that I liked, and it did have a touch of what I would call harshness, but it wasn't like horribly bad. It was just like, it was just like, whoa, that's. I know I'm I'm smoking that cigar, and they're not very they're not very big. Your head, you have a cigar that's much smaller than mine, but but when I, I smoked the same size that you had when I smoked them before, and so it was kind of earthy with a hint of sweet that I really liked, and then that little bit of harshness was kind of like. Okay, so so maybe maybe I'm smoking an old guy cigar that's a little sweet. I, you know, like an old guy that doesn't want something really sweet. He just wants something that's a little harsh and lets him know he's a man. <laughs> like that sounds kind of weird, but that's what I kind of felt when I was smoking it. You know, so whatever that means. That's your opinion. That's the Rosa Cuba or Cuba. I don't actually. You know, I got the sticker here. What's it say? I suppose if you're going to say Cuba, you need to say Rosa Cuba. Yeah. Or Rosa Cuba. <laughs> yeah, it's a Rosa Cuba. Okay. Okay. And I'll steal it from Joe. All the cigars that we smoke on Doug and Joe Talk were rolled on the legs of virgins. That's right, they were. <laughs> and I got the picture of her right here. She's got a fan, and I'm a fan. She's, she's a pretty lady. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the Alec Bradley Tempest is really good, and I don't know how long. Oh, the ash just fell off! It. And look, according to the line there, that humidity isn't too bad. Because it would cone or tunnel if it was bad, but that's that's nice, nice burn, fairly straight, so awesome. All right, so we're gonna talk about YouTube now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's that? That Persian, maybe sort of Persian lady. I couldn't. I can't. I can't remember. But I think. I think her, maybe her nationality had to do with why it didn't get any media coverage. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of crickets after it went down, and it wasn't the white nationalists that they were hoping for. So. There was though, I think one of the one of the news outlets did modify her face and her skin complexion and gave her green eyes. Really? To make it seem a little bit less, you know, edgy or something Ooh. or dangerous. So. so this is one of those statements that can get you in trouble, but it's a pity she didn't use an AR. Right, right. You know, then it would have been the It the, would have been boy, more popular. Yeah. <laughs> golly. They would have had an A Day with that one. You know, David Hogg get on his bike and ride man it's uh you know it is yeah my goodness i don't even know what to say about that except that it's just crazy that it disappears and parkland stays high on you know high on the radar yeah of the media well it's usually that way if it's something that doesn't fit the narrative i mean there was that lesbian couple that had what six black kids that they adopted and they flew off a cliff <clears throat> And somehow people wanted to blame that on the KKK. It was like, well, no, you can't really blame them. You can't really blame the KKK for these ladies driving off of a cliff with their black kids in the car. You know, it doesn't make sense. Because I guess they had had a little bit of a past, <coughs> maybe some abuse with the children. And, it, you know, it's one of those things that it'll get swept up under the rug, too. Where, you know, I didn't hear about it. Did they? Are they saying that it was intentional? They did it on purpose, or was it like a car accident? Or? They don't know. Well, they think it was an intentional thing that they drove off the cliff at ninety miles an hour okay. in California or something. Hmm. 
So I don't know quite all the details, but the way they tried to blame it on the KKK was that uh, a, a fella who lived in Washington, because these ladies fled from Minnesota, mm-hmm. and uh, the fella from Washington who knew them some years back said that the KKK had targeted them by uh, burning a cross in their yard, which you'd think that would get some media attention if that were true. Yeah. But it's I, I, I think it's dubious, hmm. in all honesty, just because you can look at the states on a little graph that have KKK presence that we know of anyways, uh-huh. Minnesota's not one of them. Hmm. And so there is also the, the fact that they got in trouble with CPS. Somebody had called CPS on them, and then they fled shortly thereafter. <laughs> so it might be that they were just abusive and hmm. did themselves in. Yeah. You know, it's something crazy because they got in trouble with the CPS, and the CPS was on their, on their trail or something. Which, you know, I'm not a big fan of the CPS, but... I'm, I'm not either. I am a fan of protecting children, but I'm yeah. not a fan of an organization that... that Bludgeons sometimes good people. Yeah. Because of people's, uh, well, misgivings. Or... Well, I, and the thing is, I'm, I'm big on parental rights. Yeah, me too. And that's one of those things where I do think if a bad person has kids... Boy, it's it's likely that kid might be raised wrong and even might be, dare I say, abused. Sure. And because I think parental rights are so just so so key to freedom in our country, boy, it's hard. I you know I would want to have a conversation about how would you help a kid like that. Sure. You know, because sure I want to help a kid. But I don't want to pass a law that's going to make somebody else be able to come in and take my kid because I decided to teach her creation and they think that's abuse. Right. And that's something in Canada that they're having trouble with. Where, you know, if, if a parent in Canada tells their kids that transgenderism isn't okay, they can get in trouble with the state. Uh, I don't know, their province was, or something. Oh, yeah. That, was that the one where the kid went to the grandparents or something? And Well, I believe there's a couple of cases, but... Uh, it's just one of those uh, things that I don't want to see happen in this country. Yeah. Where I say, well, if you teach your kids that homosexuality isn't okay, then you're a bad person and you need to get your kids taken away. I say, uh, no, that's that's not acceptable. Yeah. That's a dangerous... And I mean, and there, there I say, it's a dangerous precedent if you do that, to set that, uh, if you... Because one day you might get an authoritarian, God-fearing person into your your government, and then they say, well, if you tell your kids it's okay, you're going to jail. Any kind of sexual activity outside of marriage, you're going to go to jail. Right, right. Any any bit of sodomy going on, you're done. You know, so, and that's where the freedoms that we have are very, I say, priceless in this country. And, you know, I've, I've known guys who, who were raised by their mother's fists and, you know, they still will defend their mother yeah. to the bitter end. If you yeah. say anything about their mama, they'll be in, you'll be in trouble with them. Well, and I can, and I, I think I can safely say this on a public forum, but for, for God's sake, I hope I can. There were, my mom will admit to some things that were, she totally crossed the line and one of them 
<laughs> me and my sister and her all thinks hilarious. And if it ever comes up, we laugh about it now. And it really isn't hilarious. Sure. But thank God everybody was okay. But <laughs> I was a yeah, I was a, just a not a very respectful teenager, you know? Sure. Um, I love my mom, but it's like, you know, F you, I'm going to go stay in my bedroom. And I locked the door, and I knew she could get in, so I took my desk chair, which was a folding chair, and wedged it under the door handle. <clears throat> and so she comes over, like, don't let me in there! You know, I probably deserved to get spanked or something. And, right. And probably, she... She'd probably tell you that she probably overspanked us with the belt. You know, I think a belt's probably complete. I mean, maybe that's completely illegal nowadays. I don't yeah, know. people can't do that. Why? <laughs> Good. I'm, I'm fine. I was fine with it sure. most of the time. She might have overspanked me once or twice, but for gosh sake, I deserved it most of the time. <laughs> um, but so she's like, "Let me in!" She's trying to unlock the door. Douglas Bills, let me in! And then here comes this kaboom! And the chair was on the door handle side, sure. and she kicked. I had to kick like on the the, what do you call the things that were the door? Hinges. On the hinge side. And the door just flew because it turned, yeah. rotated at the chair, and turned and flew in my bedroom. Ninja mom. Didn't hit me at all. And my <laughs> sister was just like sitting there thinking, holy crap. And mom didn't realize even what she done. She just kicked that door in and I was off the other side of the room and she kind of looked at me and she's like, we all kind of start laughing. <laughs> she's like, wow. She's like, I didn't, are you okay? <laughs> you know, like, sure. <laughs> it makes sure the door didn't hit me or something. And my sister was like, that was crazy, kind of awesome, but not, you know. <laughs> and so we all, nobody got a spanking after that because mom was just like, okay, I'm, I'm a little off the rail here. I better calm down. But it was, in retrospect, it's like, she knew she did something wrong. Sure. You know, she was pissed and I was pissed too. And, you know. Nobody should go to jail for that. I agree. You know, moms will sometimes incredible hulk it, and, you know, they usually have a fairly long fuse, and so when you when you get to the end, then they turn into the incredible hulk. I should have had a dad in the home that would have come in there and safely just shouldered that door, <laughs> busted it open, come in, and <laughs> leaned my butt over the bed, <laughs> hit me with the belt a few times, and said... When your butt feels better, come out and we'll talk about this. <laughs> you know? Um, anyway, but, yeah. Well, I, I've known folks, though, too, who, who became wards of the state and then they were abused. So it's one of those things yeah. that you could take them from the frying pan into the fire. And, you know, it's, it's you know, those, those, that lesbian couple, they adopted six kids. Evidently, the moms were not there. And the new moms were were abusive, and that that type of thing has happened on numerous occasions where couples will adopt and they are not very fair to the children or, or good to them. And so, I've known I've known foster kids that were abused, and that's something that you know I'm not a big fan of. You know, taking kids away from people. Yeah, we had a, we had a teen mom back when. Teen parents program was going. Can't actually remember what she did, but there was something in, that um, was bad enough that one of the volunteers in the in the teen moms program that's working with this teenage girl that got pregnant um, 
called a nurse and said, I think it was maybe an eating thing, but I honestly can't remember what it was. I don't know if a nurse was called, but like my, most of the volunteers would like almost never call Child Protective Services because they don't really trust them, but they had some, they had some training where they had to, you know, sure. in certain situations. I don't know if this was a situation where they had to because I can't remember the whole story, but they called somebody and they were saying, we need to get some help here. We need to do something here. Somebody called Child Protective Services, and as soon as that happened, the girl was out of the state. <clears throat> she left. <clears throat> and uh, because, you know, oh, I don't want to lose my baby. You know, it's like, in that particular situation, I'm not sure that calling Child Protective Services was the right answer. We had people in place that were already working with that girl. Mm-hmm. That were there on a, I don't know, weekly, bi-weekly basis that could have worked with her, could have helped her, could have taught her. Child Protective Services, oh, I'm scared, I'm leaving. Well, there, that didn't help the kid at all. You know? Right. So, um, this, and, and, and also the, this, I, another thing, I, I trained people and was trained myself in mandatory reporting, and I had to navigate when to mandatory report and when to not. Because we were a Christian organization, we had actually a little more leeway than some places did. Mm-hmm. Um, because I could make some, they were... The volunteers didn't have to mandatory report. They had to come to me. And then sure. I had to make the decision whether we had to mandatory report. Some of the volunteers, though, were nurses so they in their that. jobs. So they had to mandatory report anyway. So it was a really interesting dynamic. And I don't necessarily think mandatory reporting is bad, but there were, you know, again, that's a, that's a case where the mom left. Sure. And if it would have been, and we were trying to handle it, you know. And if we could have handled it and got some other resources involved without Child Protective Services just saying, oh, here, I have to validate my existence by coming in and going after this girl. Well, you, good, good job. She left, you know. So it's, it's a lot more complex. Well, and usually than, that's the trouble with life. Yeah. And so the, even when it, when it comes to the ideas of a solution to the gun problem or something like that, it's, like, well, it's a more of a people problem. And the solution would be, I would say, that we need to get on our knees and repent. And that's not a solution people want to have. A lot of people. Yeah. Well, and it, it's just, it's funny. The, the kids, also in the gun stuff, the kids, you know, start saying, you know, I don't, I don't think transparent backpacks is a good idea. But the fact that they say, we got to do something, you know, this, we got to do something. Right. Well, you got what you got now. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, <laughs> that's a little bit of a funny uh, twist, I think, but <laughs> they got the clear backpacks. Say, well, would you? And I, I mean, I would prefer that. You know, they don't have to have clear backpacks. They could just, you know, have the rights to privacy, and that we would uphold the Constitution. But they want to, you know, repeal the Second. I'm not Amendment. sure that they have those rights as teenagers in a public school. Right. But I don't think clear backpacks. I don't think they. Should. I mean. That, that's what that's what large institutions like a school. That's what they do. Oh well, we're gonna have clear backpacks so that we can't so that we can tell if kids have guns in their backpack. There's there, there's no proof that having a clear backpack would have stopped the kid. Nope. So that's and can you have a pouch well, inside let's of have your clear, backpack? Let's have clear, clear clothes too. Let's have transparent <laughs> clothes now so we can tell if kids are are packing. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh no. It's like. I'm sorry, Johnny, you have to go home. Your underwear are blue. They need to be transparent. Yeah, can't have that. You could have a gun in there. That's right. not a gun, teacher. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on! <laughs> so 
show. I feel you, man. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Well, and I say, you know, with bigger institutions, that's the kind of uh, solutions you're going to have. Is that the one bad apple spoiled it for all of you all, and now you're going to have to have no apples. So, you know, that's the trouble. Well, and I even, I mean, I even said said to Joe, and this this actually almost seems like it could be organized. What about form like a, a safe school militia that at the at the drop of a text, you know, there's some some number or some call at the drop of a. There's a lot to navigate. There's a lot that can go wrong. But somebody is in a school and they're like, so and so has a gun. Boom. Somebody gets a text and as quick as possible, whatever it is, in a small town, it might, you know, how quick can somebody get there? Depends on where they are, you know. That's not even a great solution, but, you know, okay, all these people that, there's 100 people that carry instantly at the drop of a hat, five of them can be there within two minutes, and so they're there. Sure. Now, sure, there's a host of problems that can cause. Oh, yeah, well, and yeah, you any know. solution you can come up with, there's going to be a way to go around it. Any any lock you can make can be unmade. Yeah, and that's I think about the time. I think it was in Cokeville, Wyoming, and it was in the '80s that a fella tied up a bomb to himself and had a class hostage with this bomb. That if he was to, you know, if they were to shoot him, he would fall and trigger it and blow him up. The bomb did go off. And a lot of those kids lived, but there were dads and moms who were coming to the school when they heard about this, you know, terrorist person. And I can't know, I, maybe he's not truly a terrorist because I don't know what his political aim was or his end goal was, yeah. but he was a uh, evil man. Yeah. And his, uh, his wife was assisting him and they, you know, rolled into this class and I think he was in a wheelchair is how it worked or something like that. But, you know, there, there were parents going to the school with guns. <laughs> To go and neutralize the threat. And, you know, the guy probably even knew about that, and that's why he rigged it so that the bomb would go off when he, you know, falls from his chair, slumps down, or lets go of a trigger. And and miraculously, I think most of the, I think most of the kids lived. I think all of them I didn't lived. remember that, man. That's... Well, it was, it was one of those things that a lot of them were saying that there was angels in there and stuff like that. So, was, oh, nobody died. Or I maybe, don't believe that. They, I think the only people that died were the bad people. Well, and yeah, and if you have a bomb, that doesn't fit the narrative. Sure. Well, that's it, not because you can't say anti-gun then. Right, right. Well, and that was so long ago. It was, yeah, in the 80s, I think, or something like that. But, you know, but it just makes me think, you know, there was a militia that wasn't... Yeah. You're necessarily a trained militia, but there were dads and moms going to the school with their guns because they were worried about the kids. Yep. And, you know, miraculously, a lot of those kids lived. I think there was a, like a Mormon community or something. But I, I, do think it's, I do think it's ridiculous. In fact, it's probably, anti, uh, it's probably unconstitutional to suggest that a teacher can't carry. Well, and I would, I would agree with that. And, I, and when, you know, Trump had the idea to, you know, train... If people that know how to use a gun already can conceal and carry in a in a gun free zone. Like, well, that's not a bad idea. And you know, that uh, uh, there is the well. What if the teacher goes crazy and has the gun and shoots the kids? You say, well, I mean, if a teacher goes crazy, there's probably other ways to kill kids too that are yeah. guns. And that's another part of the whole, you know, the whole yeah. Big Bang thing. Like, well, you got this. We got what this. if a teacher goes crazy? Then the other teacher with the gun shoots her. Right, right. <laughs> That's the hope. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, once you've let the cat out of the bag or the genie out of the bottle, it's hard to get that thing back in. It, we have, what, three, millions of guns in this country. 300 million guns or something. And a lot of people that I even know say, The well, ones that they these know aren't, about. These aren't registered. <laughs> yeah. I'm never going to register these things. Say, oh, yeah, good idea. I wouldn't either. Because they're for your protection. Yeah, Pat. The fish, gosh. And the, and the, and that's something that, that's something we don't talk about enough. But there are some young people, and I think some that would be be you know left leaning, trying to force their views on other people. That what they don't realize is that okay, pass the law, pass a gun confiscation. All right, I'll Ooh. run my car over you. There you well, but so you pass the law. Okay. Yeah, it's another. You law. don't know about oh murder. My God. Yeah, murder was against the law in the first place. Yeah, it's like. Big deal. Like, they actually think it matters. <laughs> yeah. No, and it does. I mean, really, I, I mean, I, I'm a person that when I was younger, I, I heavily, uh, w I, I was uh, very much against the idea of capital punishment. And as I get older, I'm more about it. I'm like, yeah, you know what? If a guy does something dumb and evil, kill him. Yeah. You know, I mean, give him a Bible, give him a week. To make peace with his maker, and then be done with it. And I, I even think that for myself, if I were I to go out and kill people, don't keep me around. I think that ultimately values life. People say it doesn't, but it ultimately does. It says if you kill someone, it's done. You're there. There's no debate in this. There's right. no debating capital punishment. You're done. You're dead. Sure. Um, you know, you killed somebody, um, and I just th that says to the person, you matter. You know, yeah. they, they took your life. They're so not they're going to take another one. Right, they're done. Um, and, you know, and the thing is, they act like people that believe that, or are they, the left, acts like people that believe that are horrible people, but they're not. And I would agree. Just, yeah, I mean, Jeffrey Dahmer. He, uh, I believe he repented. And what? And I believe that he even thought that he should die for what he did, and he did die. I think, but not by lethal injection. I think somebody killed him in jail or something like that. But. Somebody ought to write, write a movie, or maybe you could write a discotheque love song about guns or something. <laughs> um, inside joke, nobody will get, but you and me. Um, what they should come up with something that says some movie that's that plays a thing where it's like, okay, I'm going to find a leftist, I'm going to go in with two guns. I'm going to give them a gun, and I'm going to say, okay, here's the gun, it's loaded, I'm going to shoot your wife if you don't kill me. Boom! Okay, I'm going to shoot your kid if you don't kill me. Boom! Like, how many people do I kill before you're going to kill me? Sure. I'm going to your neighbors now. At some point, that person doesn't value life enough if they don't kill me. Sure, I feel that. That's just, it's evil for them not to kill me. Right, right. Especially if you're going to let them. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, what? And I, I think this this came when I was a, when I became a father, because I mean I, I believe that Jesus was correct when he said you know you turn the other cheek, kind of thing. Uh, if if, there, if you're in a fight, maybe don't fight back. But then there came a point when I became a father where I thought, well, if a man comes into my house and he wants to. Um, Deflower my family, to put it euphemistically, uh, would I stand up to him and at least try to kill him? 
to neutralize the threat, even if I have to die in the process? Mm -hmm. And the answer is yes. As a as a father, I don't want somebody to to ravage my family. Nobody's going to rob my flowers. <laughs> right. Those flowers are sacred, buddy. And I don't want that to happen. And so that's why I'm now of the opinion that, you know, maybe the spirit leads in certain cases where I would have to defend my family because I value my family. And, you know, maybe I wouldn't turn the other cheek in that case. I had a good friend of mine who was a pastor. I think I, I, I want to make sure I get this story, get the facts right. It doesn't matter because I'm not saying his name, so he won't. He won't. Nobody will know who it is anyway. But he's. But this was before I had kids. Uh, pastor, he said to me, "If a man raped my daughter, I guess I guess I didn't say it as nicely as you did, but if a man raped my daughter, mm -hmm. um, and he said I would do everything I could to kill him, even though I would go to prison." And might so that my daughter would know that she would feel safe and he would no longer be alive. He, he said, it doesn't matter if I go to prison. He said, that's what I would do to defend my family. And he said, I, yeah, the law at that point, it doesn't matter if the law says I'm not supposed to do it. Right, right. And I, I actually think that's, a, that's probably too... I don't think I would do that. <laughs> sure. Um, I don't know. For, for God, for, for hope, neither hope him or I, neither one has to figure out if we would actually do it. Um, but that was a perspective that, to me, I thought went too far, like too far to the defending your child. It's like, gosh, what, is that? Is that? Too? So like, I'm like saying, oh, is that too far? Is that right? And he's a, he's a godly man. He cares about right and wrong, you know. And he's a good friend of mine. And I'm like, huh. But it was the. The fact that we could have that conversation, that's that's the kind of things that we should talk about. And maybe, it, you know, at some point, somebody in his life, this was a long time ago, maybe somebody said, hey, it's a bad idea. You should be a dad and be a dad to your daughter for the rest of her life. That's a better choice. Don't sure. go to prison. Be a dad to your daughter the rest of her life. Tell her she's safe. That guy's in prison. <clears throat> but it's, it's just, we have to have conversations about, you know, where, where the extremes where do where do rights end? Where do laws matter? And it is it is interesting seeing the kids though throw a fit that they're forced to carry the the transparent backpacks because they're feeling e even though constitutionally they may not have the rights to go to school without a transparent backpack. That aside, they're feeling the pressure. They're feeling the force of authority on them. Sure. And what they should be saying is, we need to. Unempower the authoritative the, the authority structure so that these forces aren't on us. Right, right. We need to we need to and they just need to understand that freedom matters way more than safety. And I agree with that. That uh, you know, if we turn over our freedom for safety, we will deserve neither and lose both. Segura, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Somebody smart said something like that. I can't remember who it was. Probably a Thomas Jefferson or a Benjamin Franklin. I've heard it attributed to a few different people now, so... Yeah. Um, so I'm going to give a cigar update, and we've got to be getting close to an hour, aren't we? I'm sure it has. i got to see if it's even expired, because I think it quits after a certain amount of time. Let's see here where we are. Um, well, it looks like maybe it was. It hasn't been recording for some reason. Um, let me see where we are. See if I'm smart enough to do this. Okay... Well, no, it seems 
Looks like maybe we're still recording, but I don't see a time. Do you got a walk clock on you or a phone on you? I do. No, it says, it says, hmm. <clears throat> we might have only recorded, it might still be showing me the arrow, but it may not be recording, we'll see. 245? Okay, then we've, we're definitely, we're definitely done. We Did you get here at 1? Have we been going for an I was here, I don't remember when you, wow. probably around 1. I was early. Well, I'm going to, even though I don't think it's recording, I'm going to give a cigar update just in case it is, and then I'll shut it off. So, it's making a lot of clicking noise because I'm handling it. So, I'm definitely two-thirds down, if not more than that. It got a little, it lost some of the sweet. This Alec Bradley Tempest. Ash has been holding on really good. So, lost some of the sweet, the earthiness, and that, like, bitter chocolate without the sweetness kind of came up in the flavor more. So it's definitely gotten more earthy as I get closer to the end here. I'm disappointed that it lost some of the sweet. I'm not getting that sweet bread as much anymore. Um, but there's a, there's a new earthiness with that bitter... I don't know, I guess damp earth, you know, wet dirt, kind of, that, that's pretty common um, sometimes, and I'm, uh, which, is, which is an okay taste. It's still, oil, I like the oiliness, it's still pretty oily in the mouth. I don't like a dry smoke. I want some of that sweet to come back, but we're going to wrap it up and stop the recording if it didn't already stop. So, and we can still shoot the breeze longer if we want, but uh, my toes are cold. Mine are too, I'm going to turn on the heat. That's the first thing I do when we stop.